Ladies and gentlemen, stick around for Talk is Cheap. We're going to take a deep dive into the UN Biosphere Program. What does it all mean? Check it out. Welcome, 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 planet Earth and beyond. My name is Pete Hobley, bringing to you a great new episode of Talk is Cheap. And of course, as always, on my right, Mr. Dan Holfeld. How you doing, sir? Hello, hello, people. I'm doing... <laughs> He's hammering away on his... Trying, trying to run the board here and yeah. talk at the same time. He multitasks. I got the easy job. I just sit here and yammer and drink beer. He's got to actually do all the technical stuff, so... I did say, though, if... People get arrested and these big arrests occur and the cabal goes down. I will pop a cold one on the show. Oh, right. I can't wait. That's, it's been three years since I've drink drinking anything, alcohol. Oh, my so. gosh. I, I I can't go three days, man. So, uh-huh. But, you know, I am from Wisconsin, so there, there, there's a... There's a Maybe an excuse or a reason there. So. so this is episode 166, ladies and gentlemen. We have a poster contest. If you haven't forgotten, oh yeah, to remix our theme, you know the intro yes, you just yes. heard. <laughs> so in the link below the bottom, there's a you can click that. Cut all the instruments are there. It must be submitted by June first. Remix it. Maybe make a part slower. Maybe uh, maybe just do something on your own and remake your own. Uh, it's got to be submitted by June 1st, uploaded to YouTube or another video platform. Higher quality, of course, is better. Send that link to k2d4network at gmail.com. Now, this is kind of a catalyst for possibly being a new host on the show. I, you know, a, a person asked that in one of the comments on a, a recent video. I don't know if it was the mud flood video or whatever. Maybe it was a, the other one. Say, hey, why don't you do what the hell did he ask me to do for uh, like a, maybe a T-shirt design or something he said to do? But I was like, well, I kind of want this as a catalyst to like, if, if you can take music clips and edit sounds together, I know you can get news clips and come on the show and just hit it out of the ballpark with mm-hmm. us. And, and number one, it'll make my life easier because I don't have to come up with all this material. <laughs> yep. But then it'll, 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 we can also get that. We can get rid of the awkward pauses in this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might help too, right? You know, because uh, you know uh-huh. they they still crop up every now and then. So, oh yeah, the posters over here. We can get it sent to you, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll roll it up, put it in a nice tube, drop it in the U.S. Postal uh, Service, and you know, within three to six weeks, you'll receive it these days. Off. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to our three Patreon supporters. Thank you for supporting the show. Much appreciated. Definitely keeps me going because it feels like you know value for value you're giving us a little something to give you a little something yeah, i appreciate that yeah it, it just it kind of kind of shows that there's there's some folks that at least enjoy you know the content the entertainment maybe it's just dan's good looks that are oh, bringing yeah. folks in who knows but mm. um yeah but it, it it does uh you know provide at least a little solace in us that we're we're not just sitting here throwing crap out on the internet and it's it's yeah not, with know, the censorship it kind of is like kind of get depressed a little bit but what's keeping me going is the the patreon supporters and it's like oh well as long as they're supporting the show and it'd be, it'd be nice if there was you know higher support there but it is what it is something actually it just 
makes me keep that mm-hmm. keeps the grind going for me. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's really sad because before all of the the big lockdown on the <clears throat> on the YouTube and, yeah. and such, uh, we were doing great. We had we had lots of followers. We had you know, lots of views. And then, uh, the algorithms kicked in and they just started removing us. I was thinking about when this actually occurred and it actually, I remember it, it, the downtrend actually started before I went to Arizona. So Mm -hmm. this is quite a few years back. Two two and a half now, is it? Things were going really good. And all of a sudden it was like, well, no, two years ago we were in Washington. That was before that. Yeah. So it it was a while ago. So I, I just remember like when I went to Arizona, I was like, God, these numbers are just going down. What's going on? And then the censorships. We, we yeah. you know, we kind of knew we were talking about those articles beforehand. Then it started hitting. And in. then it really started. And now happening. it's really kicking in. People yeah. can't. So well, yeah, you know, because somewhere along the line, it, folks decided that social media platforms were the end all, be all decider of what's true and what should be discussed, uh-huh. and uh, they do not like any sort of conversations that, for whatever reason, um, kind of shed light on what what the hell the elite in the world are doing. And, um, it just goes to show that they, they control an awful lot of things. But I also tested with, I did those drone videos, uh, farming drone videos. You, you typed it into Google. Like these things have 180,000 views, hundred thousand views, whatever. Mine gets 300, mm-hmm. 200. So I know only the subscribers are seeing those videos. So it was kind of a test for me to see what the hell was going on. It's like, oh, yep. that's what's going on. It's all locked up. So tell your friends, tell your family, uh, you know, start including the, a link to our website on all of your correspondence through work and personal. And uh, let's let's drum up some support. We like to have fun. We like to talk about some stuff. Dan and I don't always see eye to eye. And that would, uh, that that's part of the reason why it kind of brings an interesting spice. Although I seem to have the unpopular viewpoints more <laughs> more often than not. <laughs> So, oh, well, what do you do, uh-huh. right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Dano, uh, have you ever heard of the UN Biosphere Reserve Project at all program? It kind of, to me, when I, when you sent this topic to me, it sounds kind of like, like Agenda 21, 20, 2030 yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it, and it ties in, and... And I've been in this situation before when, you know, at the face value, at first blush, a program seems, you know, what a great idea. You know, I am a, a huge advocate. I wouldn't consider myself necessarily an environmentalist, but, you know, I'm a huge advocate. Let's reduce pollution. Let's, you know, preserve areas and, you know, uh, allow nature to coincide uh, peacefully. Uh, I'm uh, you know, with, uh, with human interaction, right. Cause we're, we're reproducing like a virus. <coughs> COVID. Um, and, and eventually we're going to just consume this planet and kill it. So let's, let's do what we can to slow that down. I, I, I don't think, no, you're totally right. Yeah. I don't think that we'll, we're going to get away with ever killing this planet unless, uh, Bill Gates gets his way and gets this, uh, global world population reduction, uh, happening, which maybe this is part of, I didn't, I didn't, really get That's into that the too much. The right. So, um, but anyway, um, this topic was, uh, re- recommended, suggested by Lauren Hansen, one of our longtime viewers. Uh, Lauren, thank you for sticking with us through the thick and the thin. She's actually supposed to come on the show sometime. Good. We'll awesome. See. I can't wait. Um, Lauren, you have been this, uh, internet presence to me that I've, I have no idea, you know, what you look like or what you, your voice sounds like, uh, but you are, are always, she's been on the show before, I think. 
Okay, Not well. put you on the spot. Okay, well, all right. Well, I can't even keep it straight that Terry is a girl after this, this long. <laughs> Too many beers. That's what yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? It's a lot of hops residue in, in the old brainstem there. But again, I'm from Wisconsin, so it's it's I'm I'm pretty. You know, you can't tell me from the other folks from Wisconsin too. But pretty good, huh? Yeah, not too bad. All right. On that note, uh, thank you, Lauren, uh, for recommending this because uh, you know I had I think I had heard about this before, but never really paid attention. And as I dug into it a little bit more, and of course, when I look at topics like this, I, I look at you know the the pro side, right? The the side. You know, what is the the people that are trying to execute this? What are they saying? And then I then I basically type in the same Google search, but at the end of it, I put conspiracy mm. or 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 something like evil or something like that. And then you can find the, the counterpoint, you know, and I'm going to talk a little bit and share with you kind of a little bit from both sides. And then we'll, we'll draw some conclusions or, or you folks can draw some some conclusions. So I think the, the first question we want to answer, Dan, what is a biosphere reserve? OK, and basically, according uh, to the U.N. and their bios- biosphere reserve program, uh, a biosphere reserve is a site for testing interdisciplinary approaches to understanding and managing changes and interactions between social and ecological systems, including conflict prevention and management of di- di- biodiversity. So basically, uh, it's you know a bunch of people from different backgrounds that look at how people and ecosystems uh, interact. Okay, so a biosphere reserve can, it's not limited to, but it can include national parks, forests, seashores, scenic highways, um, wilderness areas, wetlands, and preserves, uh, among other things too, but those are kind of the big ones. So when you think of a biosphere reserve, think of these um, types of, uh, you know, natural wild areas or um, maybe something that hasn't been disturbed very much by human folks. Um, what's interesting with these is when they establish a reserve, they also incorporate what they call a buffer zone and a transition zone around the designated core area. Um, and here's an important note, Dan, international boundaries. And we're going to talk a lot about the United States here and state lines can be crossed, but international boundaries can be crossed when you're talking about buffer zones and uh, transition zones. So, uh, let's say, for example, and this is going on right now, Canada can set up, you know, one of these biosphere reserves. And because, you know, the U.S. is part of this program and uh, and Canada is that really uh, Canadian and as well as other uh, international influence could affect how America is is operating and, and conducting their um activities uh based upon something that that a neighboring country is doing just when i hear biosphere reserve like i think of like a bubble yeah like no a, you're thinking like a biodome bio, right like yeah with an ecosystem in it and yeah there. no if this is you know it's so funny you said that because i was going to include a picture of a biodome and say we're not talking about biodome like you know Polly shore right uh for those i just dated myself there that was what early 90s oh, i remember that movie yeah uh but it's not a biodome it's not like a, a dome where that had the this is actually like, you know, naturally occurring out there. It's a reserve. Um, another interesting note is that these reserves and the boundaries are meant to be fluid and ever expanding. 
So think of it as like almost, uh, you know, like a, a cancer like that slowly spreads. Although I don't want to say that because, I, you know, it's I'm a huge proponent about keeping certain areas wild and, uh, you know, natural and, and undisturbed because I think that we as a, as a species are, are doing an awful lot to hurt that sort of stuff. But we have to be careful because with that, it may come some more... Oh, how do how do you put this? Some more nefarious agendas that come through that. So, Dan, let's take a look at that little uh, that graphic I got. And for those joining on the podcast, we've got a little graphic here pulled up that kind of shows what this uh, biosphere would look like. That includes the core area, uh, the buffer zone, and the transition zone. So, within the very center, those that are uh, online and viewing this, that little green area, um, that is the core area. Okay, and basically that's where most of your research is is being conducted. Okay, Um, and trials and testing to see how you know uh, the ecosystem can work with with certain things. Who knows what they're actually doing in there? Because yeah, what kind of tests are we talking about? Well, you know, I couldn't find that really, um, other than just uh, very broad general terms about and phrases about how. We're studying the ecosystem and how it, you know, interacts with people and stuff. Well, aren't they doing that already? Like, why do you need to, like, have a reservation preserved? Right. And, oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, And really, in these areas, human public activity is severely restricted and sometimes not even allowed. So they really aren't going to allow us to go in there and camp, you know, maybe we can day hike and stuff like that, but they're, they're, they're not allowing uh, or encouraging a lot of human interaction in there. So in the buffer zone, you've got things like that's where you're more of your tourism part, you know, your nature walks, your campgrounds, educational centers and things like that. And then around that in the transition zone is actually more of human settlement. That's where, Dan, you and I may live. So let's say, uh, you know, just down the road, a biosphere reserve gets established. Now we may find ourselves in that transition zone and then find ourselves suddenly having to abide by a different set of rules for how we conduct our, our, and I'll say business, but I'll just say our, you know, that's not right because we're not running a business, but our lives on that property. And so, you know, here's a good example, Dan. So, well, with this graphic, so transition is... This is just in this bio area, or is this is everywhere a transition area? Well, well, that's where that's what I'm talking about because as this center core area will slowly expand, they're going to push out that buffer zone, and then that transition area is going to be ever growing. Okay, so it's meant to when they establish one of these to slowly expand, and and grow and grow and grow. So it's. It's not a stagnant thing. It's not like a line where they're just going to say this is where it is. It, their intent is to expand upon this and continue to grow this this core area, this buffer zone, and this transition oh. zone. Okay, so till it's everywhere. Yeah, till it's everywhere, right? Um, <laughs> oh my god. So this probably goes back into like why Bill Gates is buying all this freaking. What the hell was he buying out uh, west? It, I think it was. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. farmland he was buying. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit more about maybe, uh, you know, that's not necessarily part of this program, but where Bill Gates is coming from with that approach. Okay. Isn't it Warren Buffett's owns like ungodly millions of acres as well and stuff like that? Yeah. I think, I think Warren Buffett is, 
owns is probably the at least in America owns the the most land as a private citizen. Anyway, don't quote me on that. Check it out. But I believe I. It's all public. Yeah, it's all public. <laughs> uh, I think that I do recall reading something along those lines. Anyway, so that's what a, generally what a biosphere program is. It's it's kind of queued up to be you know. Uh, protective, educational. Um, oh yeah, here. Perfect. And for those on the podcast, Dan brought up the UNESCO, uh, website. This is, uh, Un- United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. They're the one that came up with this program as part of the UN. E-N dot U-N-E-S-C-O dot org. Yep. And if you just, if you Google UNESCO, you'll find it. And this is where they have all of the great, I mean, look at that. You know, you've got somebody out in the wilderness, a little cartoon character that's, there's a coffee cup for some reason in there. I don't know. Then you've got Colombian a guy, coffee beans. Then, then you've got a guy fishing over there, and then you've got scientists on the right studying the fish. So I'm not exactly sure what the, those graphics mean, but um, it goes into a very um, detailed uh, kind of description of what it is, um, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I do encourage you to check out the website um, to at least educate you from the uh, viewpoint of the UN. So. Uh, the, their vision, okay, uh, they have a vision, and I'm going to read this uh, right from their website, a world where people are conscious of their common future and their interactions with the planet. I can get on board with that, right? You know, I'm very anti-pollution. I don't think we should be putting crap in there um, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and littering and, and polluting and such. Um, oh, and, and Dan just pulled up a, a video, and this was on a biosphere reserve, right? They're showing this uh, person with a selfie stick and a camera swimming. It's like a beautiful background. Who now someone's on a mountain hiking. Oh, there's, there's a pig. A pig in the middle of nowhere. That was a domestic pig, yep. And, and oh, another raking out in the woods. Um, I mean, look at that. That's wonderful nature, beautiful place. I would love to take a trip there, right, Dan? Yes. Um, so continuing... Uh, Conscious of their common future and their interactions with the planet and act collectively and responsibly to build thriving societies in harmony within the biosphere. Okay. Uh, they, they serve this vision through biosphere reserves and beyond. So they want to, uh, I guess, allegedly build thriving societies within the biosphere, yet they res- restrict harshly human interaction within the biosphere. Okay. Anyway. Funny how that works. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, so that was their vision. Okay. The, their mission, and this is for the period between t- 2015 and 2025, because their mission does change at, at, at times. So this is the mission we're currently under. They want to develop and strengthen models of sustainable development through the World Network of Biosphere Reserves. They want to communicate experiences and lessons learned and facilitate the global diffusion and application of these models. So, okay, you know, I'm, I, I'm all about sustainability. Um, I'm also about communicating lessons learned and experiences so we can educate people. Oh, they also have gender, gender equality on here too. Make oh, yeah. sure so, okay. Everybody's up. equal, right? Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, facilitate the global diffusion and application of these models does raise an eyebrow for me a little bit. Um, that, that, that seems a little bit 
suspect. Stop whining. Uh, continuing on with their vision, they want to support evaluation and high-quality management of biosphere reserves, strategies, and policies for sustainable development. We're going to get back to that phrase, sustainable development, Dan. Remember yeah, it's a, that. It's okay? a, catch, it's a uh, trendy word to use nowadays. Yeah, and just, just wait. Uh, uh, for sustainable development and planning and accountable and resilient institutions. And the, the final part of their vision, they want to help member states and stakeholders to achieve the sustainable development goals by sharing experiences and lessons learned, blah, blah, related to exploring and test. Ooh, related to exploring and testing policies, technologies, and innovations. Exploring and testing. Exper- I'm going to put experimental policies, technologies, and innovations for the sustainable management of biodiversity and their natural resources and mitigation and adaptation to climate change, oh, Dan. there it goes. Ding, ding, ding. We got exactly. The, give me the ding, 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 ding. Very good. Awesome. <laughs> so there's that word, climate change. Okay, okay, thank you for your call. Okay. I'm going to, I want everybody to remember the phrase um, sustainable development. Because I'm going to talk about that at the end when we kind of get to the to the other side this of this. This is fucking, oh my God. Yeah, Dan's looking. <laughs> okay, those on the podcast, and maybe I don't know if the people online can see this either, but Dan's going through the UNESCO website and he's having a mild stroke. Look at this shit. Like fostering freedom of expression as United Nations Agency with specific mandate to promote the free flow of ideas by World in Image. UNESCO works to foster free, independent, pluralistic media and print, broadcast, and online. Oh, like you guys are all pro-independent media. No, it's like you're anti that. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to let us put a link to our website on that, on theirs. Um, Okay, so... Uh, the, the program itself was created in 1971. So that's 40 years, man. It's been around 40 Holy years. Shit. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been in there. Uh, the U S joined the program in 1974. Like baby boomers are dreaming this shit up. Yep. And, uh, currently, uh, there are 714 biosphere reserve sites on the planet globally. 714. What? Where's the closest one? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Isle Royale in Wisconsin is one. Um, so what's? I'm gonna look this fucker up. Yeah, there's a, there's a map of them. Although the map, Isle I, like, is it Island or Isle I I S L E of uh, Isle Royale? Yep, there you go. National Park. Yep, because it's a national park. So there's our. See what's so special about these yeah, miles. Actually, Isle Royale is a pretty cool place. But <laughs> yeah, and so that, that's just that they folded in a national park into this program. Okay. Which is kind of weird because our national parks were kind of already set up to kind of do some of this stuff. So moving on, uh, 714 biosphere reserves on the planet. Uh, interesting. Oh, note. this is, this is like up North towards Canada. Yep. Yeah. It's way, it's way, it's in Lake Superior. Oh, I see. They got it all, met, uh, <laughs> fenced off in the water. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and I believe Isle Royale and maybe somebody can correct me on this in the comments or something. I believe they don't allow any motor vehicles on that Island. I think it's, it's all, you know, human powered stuff, but I've heard really good things. I've never been, but I've heard really beautiful things about Isle, Isle Royale. Go Would recommend a trip because it is a, a be- beautiful, beautiful area up there. Um, in 1984, Ronald Reagan withdrew us entirely from the program because he felt UNESCO was totally corrupt. Mm. Okay. Uh, 
uh, based on a 1983 State Department survey where they surveyed 96 international organizations and they identified UNESCO as the most contentious toward U.S. interests. Now, flipping back uh, in the 80s, and I know even back then, uh, U.S. interest in general, um, I'm not a big fan of because I don't feel like when they talk about U.S. interests, they, they really mean U.S. Uh, corporate interests. Um, okay. So, uh, but anyway, Reagan said, uh, at some point he didn't like what the heck was going on with UNESCO cause they were totally corrupt. Okay. So, uh, Bush jr. I believe it was in 2002 was Bush jr. Was that Bush senior? I can't remember. What now. year? 2002. That's junior. Junior. Bush jr. 2002, uh, rejoined, uh, the organization. Uh, because he felt that the organization had been reformed. So if you know anything about Bush Jr., um, you probably understand that maybe he uh, really wasn't calling the shots anyway when during his presidency. So, um, But anyway, we joined back in uh, 2002. Fast forward to 2018. At the end of 2018, Trump withdrew us again from, oh, the, from UNESCO. Uh, um, basically stating this, the same things. I think if, you know, Trump's been recent enough, you knew that he hated the UN and thought that they were totally corrupt, ineffective, and did not have America's best interest in mind. Um, but the U.S., uh, he did not withdraw from the Biosphere Program because the Biosphere Reserve Program, you can still be in but not be part of UNESCO. So he did withdraw from UNESCO. Yeah, I think he talked about... Well, he talked about expanding the parks or protections or whatever. The Yeah, and there was a lot of controversy because he delisted some stuff, right, and allowed for, um, you know, um, natural resources extraction in some areas. Um, and so he did keep his participation in, in the biosphere program, but uh, let's stick a pin in that uh, because we're going to come back to that in a minute. Um, what's interesting is that since we, the U.S., uh, withdrew from the program, China has been attempting to move UNESCO's International Bureau of Education to Shanghai. It's currently located in Geneva. That's interesting that China wants to move uh, the Bureau of Education for UNESCO to Shanghai because this office supports governments in crafting curricula for classrooms across the world. So China is trying to get their fingers in a little deeper into global education as it relates to natural resources and, and, uh, and such. Okay. And I think that Dan, I don't know about you, man, but I, I am pretty sure China does not have the U S is uh, interest in mind and quite oh, the yeah. opposite. They're doing what they can to take down the U S they got China Joe now. So China Joe. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to take a quick uh, moment here. All this talking is thirsty work. Okay. So, okay. So Dan, are you starting to track a little bit here, seeing some of the moving pieces, you're getting some red flags thrown up in the back of your mind? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, slowly but surely it's all happening. So I know Dan, you're a big Trump fan. So even though Trump kept us in the bio reserve program in, I believe it was, yeah, it was 2017, 2018 and 2019. He withdrew 19 sites from the program under his presidency. 
Okay, so the U.S. now only currently has 28 bioreserve sites. That's down from 47 that we had as a high uh, prior to Trump taking office. And they're natural uh, areas. Um, and coincidentally enough, these biosphere reserve sites, they coincide with some of the richest natural resource deposit the oh. deposits the U.S. has. Okay, so I think, and you know, I, I didn't, I should have looked into this a little bit, but I think that when we heard during Trump's presidency, he was delisting and opening up these natural areas for mining and forestry or whatever it was that he was doing, uh, drilling and such. Is, and I bet if we looked into that, we'd find that these, some of these were those UNESCO sites. You know, and from his perspective, it's like, and I can kind of see where he's coming from. Why would we let the UN decide where we can and cannot extract natural resources. Now, I think we need to do it responsibly, right? It makes sense to do it responsibly, preserve the planet for generations to come. But Trump was having none of it. So he, he removed us from the, uh, from the biosphere program, 19 sites. Uh, this occurred during periodic reviews because I think it's on a 10-year average or so that the UN comes in, they reserve or they review um, the program and the reserve and stuff like that, and that gives you an opt-out chance because really you can opt out of this along the way if you want to, and that's what Trump did. Was every time one came up for a review, he just opted out of it mm. as he went along. Um, so. What I really want to talk about here is what are some concerns of this program, okay? So we had some red flags. Uh, um, control is the biggest one. Ah, boom. U.S. sovereignty, control of U.S. land now, in a sense, has been handed over to a global committee, basically, right? A global organization, the UN, okay? Now, even though we can withdraw from that, there's still some huge concerns because there's pressure coming in. And you know as well as I, Dan, that there's money being exchanged, there's pressure being put on behind the scenes that drive these political decisions, right? To keep things in and keep things out. And, and, and you and I both know that Trump just thumbed his nose at a lot of this stuff and said, screw you guys, we're out of here, you know? It'll be interesting to see uh, what the current president does because there's already calls for him to reintroduce these areas back into the program. Oh, yeah. So keep your ear on that one. That might be coming. Um, so, um, you know, I think the number one concern, and you just mentioned it, Dan, is the loss of uh, the U.S. sovereignty of their lands. All right. Well, this just goes back into you. You can't build on your land. You got to have a permit, or there's a there's a water mm -hmm. little like they say little pond there that they consider a lake, so you yeah. can't do anything. Wetlands like. are a huge yeah. thing. If you have something considered a wetland on your property, don't even look at it cross-eyed because they'll come after you. Right. Um, some of the other concerns is that the the UN is poising themselves for an invasion of the U.S. and by having these strategically located areas that are. Ooh somewhat controlled by the UN can give them jumping off points if they ever wanted to launch uh, a, uh, an invasion. Now, um, you and I in previous ep episodes had talked about uh, the UN has a plan for invading the <laughs> United States and knowing that foreign forces, they can't count on the U.S. military to do military actions in the U.S. because 
these military people, they're friends and family. They're too connected. But you put somebody from a foreign country yeah, in the U.S., they'll just do what they're told, okay? So I'm going to go right to the back to the beginning here. It's guys in blue helmets dictating. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back to the beginning here. Biosphere reserves are sites for testing interdisciplinary approaches to understanding and managing changes and interactions between social and ecological systems, including conflict prevention. It's all happening. Ah. So they've given themselves an, an opening here that if, let's say we've got uh, and, and actually locally, uh, local populations hate these and they, it meets resistance all along the way. So what happens now if you've got a large biosphere reserve that's going to go in and you've got local population uh, that wants to not do it? Think of the uh, Enbridge pipeline protests, right? You know, that was kind of on the other end of that spectrum. Okay. That was like a bunch of environmentalists not wanting a pipeline to come through an area. So they protested, right? Well, imagine if it's the other way now and it's a bunch of, I don't, I don't want to say businessmen, but it's a bunch of, of us citizens that are not happy that the UN is coming in and taking over land and telling them how they have to do it. Well, now we need to, experiment with conflict prevention. So let's get the UN in there with a bunch of foreign people with uh, the scary black rifles that kill everybody. Right. So, um, that, that really, um, so are they, maybe you're getting to this. I hate to get, no, no, jump ahead. Maybe are they staging like vehicles in these? I, you know, when, when I did a Google search of UN biosphere reserve sites, UN biosphere reserve conspiracy, stuff like that. I don't find actually any, you know, uh, you know, uh, photos or or videos that show like bad stuff going on these sites where they have like military installations and stuff like there that. There is, uh, you can find videos though of like warehouses with UN vehicles mm-hmm. all over. Yeah, yep. And and maybe I should have spent some more time looking at it. I didn't. So do your do some more research out there, folks. And, and we would love to see some links in the comments, uh, uh, stuff you find. Um, but you know that that's a concern because they've got an area, this core area, right? Uh, human well, interaction it wouldn't is make severely sense. restricted in there. They can. What are they doing in there, man? For the Wisconsin one, or I guess it's Michigan, actually, technically, if you look at the site, the one you just mentioned, Isle Royale. Isle Royale. Yeah. That wouldn't make sense to stage vehicles and have to take a ferry, right? Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, I guess you could have boats. Yeah, maybe I, they want to patrol between Canada. and U.S. It's there's some strategic aspects to these biosphere huh. reserves, right? Um, and you're absolutely right. Um, do, 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 where am I here? On my notes. Okay. Um, okay. So UN poisoning for invasion. That's one of the other uh, concern. Uh, another concern is this is part of the New World Order takeover plan. And if you folks are familiar with the rewilding plan. They're, they're trying to get us to move into urban areas where we're more easily controlled. How better to do that is to take the rural natural areas and just make them off limits to people, right? And you're going to slowly force people into urban centers. And that's really, you know, that's, that's one 
uh, aspect of this uh, pandemic that we're going through is that, and it goes totally against the new world order plan of rewilding, is that more people are now looking to get out of the cities because they're terrified of catching this mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote disease, right? Um, well, though, there's a thing here too that's interesting, not to go too far off topic, but with these, the, the pandemic and the quarantining, like they, they got the camps in Canada for people when they fly, when they're coming from an international flight, mm-hmm. yep. they put them in camps. It's like, if somebody has a virus, you don't want to keep them like all with each other. Yeah, they should right? go home and. Yeah. And, and try to self quarantine or yeah. just go about their daily lives. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and not to digress too far. There was a really interesting, uh, um, program they did this on national public radio where they talked about uh these people coming in and they had to set up a quarantine hotel and the, the people that uh were on the show they had it was a family of five they spent i think it was 19 hours there uh and were billed five thousand uh, dollars for their stakes they were billed the full the full time that they were supposed to stay there but their tests came back negative they were allowed to go but they said that it was uh, there was no social distancing and no mask wearing. It was like just a, a Regular. big party. And and they said they went down to the lobby to to ask a question. They looked in there. There was 40 people standing shoulder to shoulder in the lobby and uh, not wearing masks. And they said, I'm out of here, you know, kind of thing. So, so uh, yeah. Hotel California, you can check in, but you can't, can't check, check out. out. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, um, that was one example in there. So... Um, uh, another concern is that, and I didn't really find uh, tie it too uh, closely to to the reserves, but some folks say that this is part of their plan to in- introduce a global religion. Um, all of these things I, I mentioned, the U.S. sovereignty, uh, U.N. invasion, uh, rewilding, global religion, that's all part of Agenda 21, Dan. Uh-huh. Okay. So this Biosphere Reserve program is just, you know, in a sense, a, uh, you know, the kind of that that jumping off point for, for just getting us further down the road on a yeah, job. have some re-education camps in there somewhere. Well, they want to educate us on uh, interaction <laughs> between biodiversity and people. Right. So there, and, uh, UNESCO's got the international Bureau of education. That's trying to get moved to Shanghai. So just wait until China starts educating us. Right. Um, exactly. You know, the program maintains, that individual countries will maintain sovereign control over their lands and countries opt to participate in this program, but they agree to abide by the guidelines set forth by the UN. God given guidelines by the UN. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So ultimately this places control of the lands that they designate into the hands of the UN. So that's where they, they say one thing, oh, you can maintain sovereignty, but oh, you really can't because you have to follow our rules. That's not sovereignty, man, okay? <laughs> um, you know, and again, I made an earlier point. A country can withdraw a, at any point, but when if you've got people that are making the decisions that are on board with Agenda 21 and the New World Order, they're, they're not going to withdraw. And that's why we saw 19 of them go away with Trump, right? Exactly. So uh, I've got a photo up here. Um, and this is, uh, was used uh, in the United States Senate to stop the ratification of the United Nations uh, Convention on Biological Diversity. So here's a simu- it's simulated map of where this biosphere program would take us, okay, in the United States. And for those on the podcast, there is an awful lot of red. And that is your core reserve with little to no human use. 
okay? Mississippi Corridor is red, okay? You go out west, pretty much anywhere in the mountains, you're going to be, that's what? You, you go west of the Rockies, and you've got three quarters of it that they don't want people in. So oh, that's a lot yellow on this map is a buffer zone, highly regulated use, okay? The green on this map is normal use. Dan, can you see the green on there? <laughs> Very little. Very little, man. <laughs> Okay. It, the it, Indian reservations are bigger. Yeah. And so really, uh, you know, what this is showing us is that the, you know, this is their simulated ultimate plan. Remember, these these reserve boundaries are meant to grow, Dan. Okay. So you're looking at. I got the Area 51 mapped out here that I made sure to do that. Yep. The military is, although there looks to be something right in the middle of it that that's set off to the side. So we're looking at this, and the green on this map rec- uh, represents normal use, which is the use that you and I can enjoy in most of our day-to-day life. 10% of the country? Less than 10%, Dan? Sure, hell ain't a lot, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is where they want to take is this there any, program. Like, man, like even New York, for how, like, I guess they always say upper state New York doesn't have much... Uh, people or whatever, but that most of that state's red. Mm-hmm. Like actually, Wisconsin looks like it has more. Yeah, Wisconsin, they for whatever reason leave alone. I don't know why, but that's probably because we've overdeveloped it too much. There's nothing there worth worth, worth going for. What do you think New York would be more overdeveloped? But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, the Wisconsin River, though, I can see in Wisconsin. Wisconsin River corridor is blocked off. They don't want you on the Wisconsin River anymore. And you go up into the UP of Michigan, it's pretty much all red or yellow. I don't think I see, I barely see any green in there. So anyway, this is the master plan, Dan. Simulated. Right. But master plan. Of course plan. it's simulated. So what we're looking at here is 90-something percent of the United States controlled by the UN. Okay? That does not seem very sovereign to me anymore, does Seems it? Seems fair. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. You gotta warn people. So what what can these uh, guidelines include? It can um, it, it basically it determines how your land can be used. So they can say that hey, no industry allowed. We can reduce or eliminate human interactions. And actually, uh, already in this biosphere reserve program, it has led to the removal of humans and settlements from their designated areas. Blatantly typed out, no industry, keep human interactions low and non-existence. Like, okay, you, you don't want people interacting, and you just want to shut everything off. And Yep, and, 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 here, and here's the example, and you can look it up. It's the 1991 uh, Wolong Nature Preserve in Tibet. They forced, it was a forced evacu- evacuation of Tibetans to make room for giant panda habitat. So there, there's my example. They basically uprooted people and said, you have to get out of here, okay, because it's now a, a biosphere reserve. Get out of here. We got guys with blue helmets coming yeah. in. Oh. So, so, Dan, imagine <laughs> a reserve. Um, you know, you're 20 minutes from the Mississippi River, right, Dan, mm-hmm. from here? About 20, oh, 20 actually, minutes. Actually, probably more like 15. 15 minutes. So imagine they establish... A reserve along the Mississippi River, and and huge swaths of the Mississippi up here are under some programs and stuff, national waterways and stuff like that. But if they put it in the biosphere program, they have their core area, they could do a buffer, and they say, oh, you know what, Dan, you're in the buffer, and hmm. uh, according to UN guidelines, you're not allowed to have a house in the buffer. 
See you later. See you. Good luck. Yep. U.S. government supporting it. They'll they'll come in and run you off. And then, yep, you don't get any money for yep. your house oh, either. Oh, you'll get 20 cents on the dollar <laughs> for it. I'm sure they'll pay you that much for it. But uh, um, however, these uh, reserves, is, and this is, I'm going to circle it way back to something I mentioned right when we started the show. These res, uh, reserves do allow for sustainable development, Okay. And I didn't find actual definition of sustainable de- development on the UNESCO website, but I did come across uh, other definitions of it as it was referenced, and it's de- defined as primitive pre-technological means of meeting human needs. Sustainable development. Remember I said, remember that phrase, sustainable development. Primitive Pre-technological means of meeting human needs. Jeez. So we're talking like basic. We're talking hunting, gathering, <laughs> living in caves. Maybe they'll let us. Will they let us cut down trees to make a, you know, a shack? I doubt it. You know, so really they say, don't worry, we're going to do sustainable development in here. You just can't have anything modern in there. So, you know, even the Amish wouldn't be allowed, you know, rewind 2000 years okay stop whining and uh and and hunter and gatherer approaches I can't okay. so what are they gonna do just like say here's some wood and here's start a fire well what they're gonna do is they make it so difficult that nobody's gonna want to live it. yeah and they're gonna continue to keep it as what they want and then at some point uh you know potentially use it for their larger agenda 21 purposes right you know step one let's gain control right Keep people out, gain control, then then we can do whatever the heck we want to it. So anyway, folks, oh. uh, I'm I'm going to wrap up here. That's kind of what I had. Do some. There's a ton of information out there on this. Just be be mindful when we start handing off control of our our land to a global entity. Okay, um, you know, it, it, the new world order. You know. Uh, is, is it going to happen? It sure seems like it's still barreling at a stand, doesn't it? Oh, my God. You know, this disclosure stuff we talk about all the time, and we're like, we want disclosure, we want disclosure. Yeah. They will spin that for a need for a one-world government, And man. I don't see how free energy, free technology is going to, like, they're not going to let it out if this is the plan. This no. is what I'm getting at because well, that that's freeing humanity. This is they want to enslave humanity. Well, that's why we need to get Q and his folks that are <laughs> uh-huh. supposedly giving this information to light a fire under somebody and stop this crap. This is what the, you know. They take down the international pedophilia elites. This is going to go with it, man. Okay, because it's the same damn people calling the shots. It's I, I would you know we talk about Bilderberger groups, all that stuff. It's the same small group of people calling the shots. Why wouldn't they want control of everything, man? Shuffle us all into these urban areas. We've, you know, this this whole quarantine lockdown stuff kind of demonstrates that, hey, you know, if you give uh, humans enough free uh, entertainment and stuff, they're willing to sit inside their house all day, right? You know, um, it, it, it's... A lot of moving pieces here, man, and I'm suspicious of them all, dude. All right, um, but oh I, I, I still God. don't want to take away from the fact that you know I'm a, a very I'm an advocate of clean environments, not oh, yeah. polluting. I think everybody and, is. I mean, but you can't you can't go back. My issue is you can't go back as a civilization in order to preserve like 
No, you, you got to keep our standard of living. Yeah, yeah. and and until and and this is going to sound so bad because I'm I'm taking a line I'm I'm taking a side of Bill Gates here. Oh is, boy, is you can't do that until you get the people off the planet, right? Because we're constantly expanding. We're always going to be eroding away at that. Um, because I I just don't feel that technology is keeping up with the the rapid pace that we're we, we're uh, you know reproducing at, and so part of me they should just get in a spaceship and go to a different planet. Well, that's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go f up Mars here soon. Well, enough, Bill Gates man. he can go freaking yeah go to a planet where nobody's there. There your your, your dream is done. Well, a, a, you know, and that's <laughs> the funny thing because you know you look at uh, even uh, Bezos, uh, Gates, Soros, all these guys. Dude, they could buy tens of thousands of acres. They could buy a whole chain of islands somewhere and never see another human being oh, or yeah. ever be impacted. So they're part of something in the future, man. They've signed up. You know, they're never going to see the goal of what they're working for, but right. they're trying to set it up for who knows what, you know. Um like David Rockefeller take over the world. But, David Rockefeller? Yeah, you know, if you believe he's dead, I but, think I think he is, but Yeah, but <laughs> you know, but you basically their efforts are going for to give this reward to somebody that they don't even know. I don't yet, know, it's right? more of like a probably like a uh swearing allegiance to Satan or whatever yeah, right. the cult is. That, yeah, it's just another religion, yeah, right? Yeah. But they, it's it's their job to save the planet. The Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, whatever. Yeah, they're in a group and and maybe, you know, part of their debt they owe them is pushing this agenda because they were given what they were given by by being a member of this group. Who knows, man. But uh anyway, just be mindful of that. And be wary and, and um, take it with caution because a lot researching a lot of this shit, you kind of get depressed after a while. You really do. And, <laughs> and, you know, Dan, for a person like you and I, you know, we are just not in control of this at all. I've, I mean, we can, I'll be honest. I have lost a lot of oomph because I, where I want to be right now, I, I want Trump to do his, excuse me, his fucking job, clear that shit out. And we should be talking about the new technologies. I want to be like breaking down like, hey, yeah. here's a flying saucer that can go over to Mars. And this is what they're doing on Mars. Like break this shit and, down and, this and is how it's that's, make... that's exciting to me. Yes. That's new stuff. Yeah. And this is how it's Not making how your life it is. easier. This is how it's fixing poverty, fixing education yeah. and making everybody. You want to stop mass shootings, man. Let's fix society, yeah. dude. All right. And that's one key piece of it. And then. Fix society, but to fix society, get people off the drugs. What's causing people to take Whoa, these drugs? Oh, hold on, hold oh, on. Those are sponsors. Let's let's let's. let's let, <laughs> what kind of drugs are we talking about here, Dan? Let's not pharmaceuticals. Let, okay, okay, good. All right, I just wanted to clarify <laughs> that, you know, because let's not like get too crazy here. It's like everybody's depressed, so they put them on this mm -hmm. depression pills, and then that just then makes they, it worse. Yeah, and, and oh god, we're gonna digress and go. Yeah, on. we better yeah. wrap the show. All up. right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you you pulled some nuggets out of this one. Um, do some more research. Dig into it, folks. Be careful out there, and don't uh, don't give away your freedoms just to try to save a tree, man. Just be smart about this, okay? Uh, thanks, everyone. Planet Earth and beyond. This is talk is cheap. Where cheap is talk, and talk, talk is, is cheap. cheap.